John Richards and Andy Gilly are celebrating the holidays with Santa Slays. Talking about all the Christmas-themed horror movies. That sounds cool. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Horrorphoria Podcast. It's Friday the 13th, December 13th, 2019. Broadcasting from our, or I'll bring you something horrible, studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. Plus a full moon last night. It was a full moon. Yeah. Very, very appropriate for the horror podcast uh, and doing it on Friday like we always like to do. And this is Santa Slays Month, so uh, for this week, next week, and the following week, we will be covering uh, holiday-themed horror movies. Today, we are covering Christmas Evil from 1980. Did I say episode 41? 41, that's right. 40, lucky say that. lucky yep. number, I suppose. Lucky number 41. Uh, Christmas anyways, Evil. Yeah, well, do you do you have any plans this weekend? Well, I think we're both going to the Christmas party tonight, right? Yes, we got the company Christmas party company later Christmas on this, party, this yeah. evening. Um, I got you know what I got to watch. <laughs> what did you get to watch? Frozen two. Oh, that's really okay. A little different. No, well, <laughs> I, it's first time I've been to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and oh, okay. uh, um, Karina's son Landon, when he was five frozen had come out so it's really sentimental to him oh, so okay. so five years later That's frozen cool. 2 comes out one of the biggest movies ever i mean it's already mm-hmm. at the billion dollar mark i think um it was good i mean hey. it was a disney movie it, it, you know i i got some enjoyment out of it i'm a lot of kids in there good deal. yeah i bet <laughs> and then then we go home and and decide to read something from Redbox, and it's called the art of driving in the rain I've heard of this movie, yeah. Uh, okay, it's got that Milo guy from uh, This Is Us, so, I mean, obviously, yeah. all the women are going to love this, but yeah. um, you don't watch it, Andy. Yeah, you said there was some sort of... Uh, it's dog. a dog movie. Yeah, 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 no, I would be... The a, dog a dies. Mess. Yeah, Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, total mess. Yeah, never, <laughs> I'll skip that one. Yeah, skip it, please. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we have uh, horror movie Horror movie news. news, yeah, exactly. I guess I'm, uh, I'm going to include this one in horror movie news. New Ghostbusters trailer came out this uh, last week. Actually, uh, I didn't really watch for hor- uh, for Horror Forty of Forty because I thought it was going to be a like a comedy, like the original, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it fits into it, it fits into the horror movie genre. But um, I'd heard this was like the original crew getting back together for this movie. Uh, but Some this of them. this have you seen this trailer? I haven't watched uh, it yet. It's no. more like a Stranger Things kind of feel. With the, it's got a real horror vibe to it. Um, and I, I watched the whole trailer from what I can tell, like Egon, who, you know, Harold Ramis actually did pass away. That's, he did. Uh, uh, so the actor who played him, uh, he it looks like he maybe stored the ghosts in some sort of ghost con, uh, from the ghost containment system on like a rural property uh, along with the Ecto-1 is out there. There's like a barn that has the Ecto-1 and there's these kids and they, you know, happen upon this stuff. Uh, looks like maybe the ghosts start escaping. I'm not sure if it's Walter Peck's fault this time uh, or not. You, you know, it goes by a different name, I think, as well. But uh, but these are Egon's grandchildren, and they have uh, something to do. They, they try to contain it, looks like, with the help of Paul Rudd, who I did hear was going to be in this. Ant-Man, huh? Mm-hmm, Ant-Man. He seems like a professor or something. Very different than I thought it would be. Interesting. So, yeah, check it out. It's it's kind of an interesting trailer. Uh it does definitely have a Stranger Things feel to it. I thought uh, maybe it was like a, a pre-roll ad for Stranger Things 3 that I was watching when, when, before I caught the trailer. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of trailers, new Grudge, uh, Grudge Red Band trailer came out. It's all that. You see that? Yes. Uh, so this movie's rated R? It is. Yeah, that's what it said in the Red Band trailer. 
it's like 180 uh, from what they did with uh, Black Christmas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, police officer goes to a woman played by Lynn Shay's house, has a pretty disturbing interaction with her, and finds her husband dead in a chair. It's mm-hmm. uh, pretty creepy. Um, and also shows the now very unsurprising scene with John Cho in the shower. That's uh, like one of the least scary things about the trailer because I knew it was coming. But uh, I'm getting a little excited about this, I must admit. What, January 3rd, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's next month, coming out January 3rd. So I can't wait. I actually watched two uh, trailers, and I, I've never heard of them. One's called Antebellum. Okay. Uh, it stars Janet. Janelle Monet, uh, she's a singer. Uh, looks to me kind of like a. It's got kind of a us feel to it. Okay. Kind of a time jump type thing. Yeah. And then the other one was Antlers. Okay. Uh, produced by Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. I've heard about this movie. I haven't not seen the trailer. The yet. trailer's good. Okay. I'll, I'll have you watch it. Maybe we'll talk about it next yeah. week. But uh, it's one's Antebellum, the other one's Antlers, and it looks really, really good. Like Antlers, it looks like a monster movie. Interesting. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Brahms the Boy. Still seems slated for February 2020. I did like the first one, if you remember right. But uh, I'm not sure about the sequel with all these delays. That does not usually bode well for a film. Nope. But we'll see. Uh, Invisible Man also coming out in February. Invisible Man is also coming out in February. Uh, none of these Universal monster movies seem to really have made the impact that they're looking for. No. Uh, Elizabeth Moth, Al, uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen are starring in, in that. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's actually... No, that's, that's right. Elizabeth Moss and Oliver Jackson Cohen are starring in Invisible Man. Right. And did we cover that Elizabeth Banks is doing Invisible Woman? No. Yeah, so I don't know when that's coming out. She's directing and starring in it, I think. Well, she's been on the hot streak with that Charlie Angels movie. Yeah, right. The hot streak. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and I just didn't see when. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. These Universal monster movies just are not. Uh, they're not real. I, I haven't seen any of them yet, uh, and they just don't seem all that exciting to me. Invisible Man is. I don't know. Whatever. I, I guess. But uh, and we've discussed this at the beginning uh, when we first started this podcast. Is I I respect those movies. I'm not a big fan yeah, of the Universal. Monster I'm actually movies. a huge fan of them. I and that's love, great. I, I love I, like Dracula with uh you know uh, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi and the Wolfman Lon Chaney. Mm-hmm. Love those movies, but uh, these just don't aren't exciting me a whole lot. Yeah. Come on, Hollywood. Think of something different. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, I think they're trying to have like the uh, some kind of. Um, universe kind of thing like uh like marvel has with uh with their superheroes that's what they're trying to do here and it's just not now we're gonna reboot's not gonna work no all right uh, i think that's about it uh, it's kind of we're getting it's good little sparse on the uh, horror movie news here at the end of the year but uh, i'm sure once the new year starts up we'll have a little bit more to talk about but i'm actually really looking forward to 2020 what we saw oh, in yeah, 2019 a- and we'll talk because what we're going to do uh, December 30th is, and we'll talk a little more about this at the end of the podcast, is the best of 2019. We're not going to mm-hmm. take all 2019 movies because we just started this podcast, so some of them will be late 2018. But I love the direction where horror is going. Yeah, just, oh yeah. Just some of the movies that we've seen and we've heard other podcasts talk about. It's mm-hmm. it's exciting into the future as we start a new decade. Um, horror movie trivia. Director Lewis Jackson did not consider Christmas Evil a slasher film. But another kind of monster film. Hmm. Another kind of monster film. Monster being your hint. Oh, um, uh, like a transformative werewolf type movie or something. Whoa. <laughs> what? No, Frankenstein. Uh, okay. He. Uh, 
Okay. How so? I guess I didn't. A, I didn't get that either. I mean, I, I looked at that. IMDb, but I guess they did an interview with him. He didn't consider it a slasher. He considered it more of a like a monster movie. Yeah. I, so, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about that once we start talking about the movie. But uh, my horror movie trivia for this uh, movie is Brandon Maggart, who had the lead role as Harry Standling or Stadling in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in another much more renowned slasher film that same year in 1980. That movie, uh, described by someone as American Giallo, starred Angie Dickinson. It was directed by Brian De Palma. Mm. I don't know. That movie was called Dress to Kill. Oh, okay. okay? And I, I think I saw that movie on VHS once. It was kind of an erotic drama mystery movie more than a horror, but it, it was definitely influenced by Giallo. Uh, and I remember it being like this just real forbidden movie when I was a kid. Oh, like, like it was not something kids were, were like allowed, some of the content nobody, there. Yeah. Like nobody was allowed to. Yeah. I think it had some sexual themes and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the movie. I, I think I saw it like when I was in my teens on VHS, just because in the uh, basement at your yeah, friend's in house. The basement at my friend's house because I, uh, you know, I was like, Oh, this is what I want to see. Uh, like, but, uh, it, uh, it, I don't remember. I think I, I was disappointed for what I, what I thought I was going to get, but, uh, Maggart played a guy named Cleveland Sam in it. Uh, that actually sounds kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, but, uh, but adult uh, film star Cleveland <laughs> Sam. Exactly. So <laughs> that was Maggart's character in Dress to Kill, but he, he was in that as well as this movie in 1980. So. All right, here is your spoiler alert. We are going to be talking about Christmas Evil from 1980, of course, continuing our Santa Slays Month. Uh, If you do want to watch this movie, uh, we're going to talk about it its entirety, so pause the podcast, go watch it, which you can find on Shudder, and then come back to find out what we have to say. Now we started a new segment called Andy's Back of the DVD Synopsis. That's right. Uh, so yes, I used to do some marketing writing, so I feel like it should be good at this and it gives you just a real brief synopsis of what the movie's about, right? right? So, uh, Andy's DVD box synopsis is Harry is obsessed with Santa Claus after a traumatic childhood event. As Christmas approaches and he descends further and further into Yuletide madness, you want to make sure you're not on his naughty list. <laughs> I love that. That was great. Pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very much uh, what it was. Okay. Kicking off the movie, um, I, we talked a little bit off well, before the podcast, and surprisingly fun. Uh, yeah, this was a this was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I had never seen this movie before. I'd never actually. I don't think I'd ever heard of this movie before. I've seen it a couple of times. I I, I used to watch a lot of horror movies, like piece by piece, like sure. break it apart. I there, there was I watched a lot of horror movies when I was younger, and you know to now. But I, I find myself having to sit down and really pay attention to make a lot of notes. So right. we kick off Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy-four. Um, kind of a very nineteen forty-seven. Forty-seven. That's what. So it yeah, it's nineteen forty-seven. It seems like medieval times or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like that's very ancient. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, in the context of this movie, it's only thirty-three years prior to when the movie. So it's like nineteen eighty-six for us. Right. So it's showing like wow, yeah. thirty-three years earlier. This incident had occurred. Yeah, thanks for making me feel old. All right. <laughs> so anyways, there's a sinister sounding voice uh, um, talking, doing the Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Um, you see Santa come down a chimney, which I don't know how that happens anymore because chimneys are so small. Right. Um, 
Did you notice that he was eating bread almost like a? Yeah. Was it? He like cleaned his hands off in this bowl. Yeah. Well, and then ate some bread. Is that back like back in? I don't know. I was always cookies and cookies and milk. That's what I thought. I never heard of giving Santa bread, but yeah, that's what they had left out for him is some bread. Yeah. It almost had like a religious connotation. What do they call that? Uh, the Catholic Yeah, religion? kind of like, had like a communion. Yeah. yeah that's you're almost, right. Yeah, that's you're, what, the, it almost that, seemed like that. That is actually, yeah, you're right. There, There is something to that because like he cleaned his hands off in this like big bowl that was yeah, full of water. Eating bread and drinking. Which is great because you're full of chimney soot, I assume. You go up the <laughs> chimney. You need to wash your hands. Yeah, they really sold it to these kids. So I, what's going on here is that they're, it's a mom and dad who are trying to sell Santa to their kids. So the mom is sitting on the steps. Obviously, the dad is playing Santa Claus, mm-hmm. right? He com- yeah, actually comes down the chimney, which, uh, man, that's way farther than I'd go for, for uh, kids. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I wouldn't get myself. I'll just knock on the door. Yeah, right. I'd be like, Santa just comes in the door these days. But uh, comes down and, uh, you know, they, uh, they watch him put the gifts out and stuff and watch him eat the stuff that they've left out for him. And then one of the kids giggles and Santa just leaves. Yeah. He puts his, like, nose or oh, yeah. finger to the side of his nose, like, just like in Twas the Night Before Christmas. And, and uh, then goes up the chimney. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then later on, we, we find younger Harry, who's the older right. brother of Philip, or he calls him Philly then. Yeah. Um, he goes down the stairs where they were looking at Santa and uh, mom's being groped by Santa Claus, who, by the way, is the dad. Yeah, right. I, I'm going to say groped, well, but there was much more happening. Well, there was... I, on the podcast, we could say there was some oral going on, but uh, it was, it was uh, yes. we aren't bound by FCC rule, rules technically. But anyway, um, the, they, they make a point of saying that the, I think they asked, is that dad? And the mom made a point previously of saying, no, this is not your dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, that's right. Like that's that. right. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, Harry sneaks down the stairs. He sees like mom ostensibly cheating on dad with Santa Claus. <laughs> so, and then we uh, we fast forward 33 years. Well, no, he runs upstairs well, okay, to yeah. the attic. He okay. sees a snow globe, which is a beautiful snow no, globe, right. by the way. Okay, yeah, that's uh, important. Drops it, and then he cuts his finger. Mm-hmm. And then we jump ahead 33 that's years right. later. Yeah, so he does. He, he uh, cuts his finger with it because he's so uh, traumatized by this event. And... For some reason, he's become obsessed with Santa Claus. Uh, very obsessed. So, <laughs> he's got Santa Claus pajamas. Yeah, exactly. Like, Before that, like, um, the opening was kind of cool. It was Because yeah, it was a music box score, mm-hmm. and it was just playing this nice, and you don't get the vibe of of a horror movie the way it was playing, because it was a very nice, mm-hmm. sweet uh, uh, music box score, and it was called You Better Watch Out. Yeah. But when I watched it on yeah. Shutter, it said you better watch out. It didn't say Christmas Eve. Yeah, that must be what the movie was. That must be an alternative title for this movie. Maybe that's Just what like, originally uh, it's called. Uh, I don't uh, know. Yeah, it's got to be an alternative title for it because uh, that was what it seemed like the uh, title of the movie was when, when the opening credits uh, rolled. Yep. So, um, and, and yeah, I agree. The The opening was, again, you get this really nice Christmassy feel, just like in Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this beautiful house decorated for Christmas. Uh, snow is coming down and, uh, and then, you know, you've got this Christmas scene with these kids and stuff. And, uh, and then it, it, it waits to kind of break that to, uh, you know, the, the scene with the, the mom and dad where he's dressed like Santa Claus and he's, you know, getting sexual with the mom obviously takes you a little of it out of the Christmas scene. But when he cuts himself with the snow globe, that's really when you're 
you're you're knowing this is not going to be like a regular Christmas right. Hallmark type movie. You know? Well, and you also had said that that the way it started out, um, it felt like it was going to go a different direction or it was going to be kind of dumb. I, I I thought so. Too. I, I, that's exactly what I thought. Like I was like, oh, here we go again. This guy, I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, we're gonna. Yeah, I I, I didn't. This next scene where he wakes up and he's obsessed with Santa Claus and the way that um, that Brandon Maggart, the actor who played Harry, uh, behaves in this scene, that's when I when I change my mind. But I'm like, whoa, there's something. This is not just your typical Santa Santa slasher movie. Right. This is your yeah. next scene. So this is 33 years later. He's in the Santa right pajamas. Uh, you go around his apartment and you see nothing but Christmas and, and Santa Claus stuff. Exactly. Elves. He's got elf like uh, like dolls and like Santa stuff on his walls. There's, yeah, like there, there's something going on here. Mm-hmm, exactly. So uh, and, and he just uh, he really acts the, the way he acted in this in the, in that scene. Um I was like, ah, oh, there's there's going to be something a little bit more here, you know. It was it was a little bit uh, deeper or more psychological than you tend to get out of these Santa slashers. Yeah, you're right. It did you take know? you to a different direction. What yeah. from what you got at the very beginning or mm-hmm. for the opening of the movie? So mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, he does. Uh, he puts on like the old style shaving cream where he puts on a whole beard of yes. shaving cream. Right. Uh, he starts shaving, cuts himself, and then he sees the blood and he, you know, flashback to the being a kid. So. Yeah. I don't know what that had to do with anything except flashing back to being a kid. Yeah, I, maybe he recalled the blood from the snow globe and that and that night. I don't, I don't, I don't really know what they were trying to say there. There's this is not a perfect movie. This is a good movie, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's some there's some stuff in here that uh, just doesn't make some sense either. That's so very true. Um, so then in the next scene, uh, he is. <laughs> spying on children he's up on the top of his building Mm -hmm, and he's got binoculars and and the way he's positioned because it it's new york i'm guessing or new jersey or something Mm -hmm. like that but the way he's like at a like a a 90 degree 45 degree angle just like really intently looking at these kids Mm -hmm. with binoculars peeking in on these kids making mental notes of oh little Susie, what a good girl oh little billy Mm. What a good girl and then, mm. or good boy and and goes over to Moss Garcia Moss Garcia and yeah, he's looking he's... at a penthouse magazine. <laughs> yes, and uh, and he um, Harry is not impressed by this. No, and he calls them my little darlings, and I'm just yeah. like, oh my, this this well, this is gonna get sadistic. Yeah, it, and you know when you think about like everything that Santa does, it's kind of creepy. You know? Well, that's... I never had that idea when I was a kid, but. He sees you when you're sleeping. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> well, and again, to, to put it so literally in this movie, right. it just gave me a really weird vibe. I, I yeah. was, I was, I liked when he got up, and this part kind of it didn't take me out of it, but it just made me go. I got this like gross feeling in my stomach. Is like something sadistic is. Oh yeah, here. yeah. I mean, he was, that was definitely. Uh, not uh, it was not not what I traditionally think of as Santa. And it, it was it was creepy. It was a real creepy thing, especially in today's context, you know, uh, with uh, some of the predators you have out there. But uh, he goes back and he records 
these uh, their name in an actual book. Yeah, uh, he's got the good book. He's got and the, the naughty book. The, the good list and the naughty list, and and he records like what they've done in detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it said Susie, you know, um, talks nicely to her mom or whatever, and then it, Moss Garcia uses profanity, uh, bad hygiene, <laughs> bad hygiene. Yes, exactly. So. I don't know what he meant by that, but uh, that that seemed to uh, be something he said about a lot of kids. So anyway, uh, so he he is not impressed with Moss Garcia. This this kid is definitely on the naughty list. Yep. And then uh, then I think we go to uh, the toy factory where he was. Jolly Dreams Toy Factory. That's, that's right. So he's actually a supervisor at a toy factory. Yes, he is. <laughs> and uh, they're making toy stores. They're factory workers. They're dressed in green smocks, and they look a little elvish. A little bit. Intentionally elvish. And he's the supervisor there. Now, he's apparently recently been promoted. Yeah. Right? And he used to work on the on the floor. He worked on the line, mm-hmm. and, you know, he misses it. He says he, he's not really happy being the supervisor. Right. But he's also giving them a speech of, we need to make quality toys. You know, what? what's the memory? He, he brings up a great point. He's like, you know, let's make a quality toy because this is the memories that these kids are going to have. Yeah, right. So it was very, it was very heartfelt. It, it was, exactly. So, um, yeah, he gives kind of a speech to these uh, factory workers who are really, uh, you know, they're just there to pick up their paycheck. <laughs> going, going through the motions. <laughs> they, don't, they don't really have the same... Uh, passion for toys that harry does obviously (laughs) but uh he um so then he's asked to pick up a shift on the line since he actually knows how to do that work yeah frank Um, frank's kind of like the the total slacker just kind of a manipulative kind of guy Mm -hmm. just like oh hey you know harry i know you miss being on the line and uh you know me and my wife want to get out of town a little early so would you pick up this shift for me trying to be very sincere about it but he's Mm -hmm. not he's just kind of a jerk face yeah yeah absolutely is and he mentions that harry has 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 said that he's he misses the line and he misses working on the toys and harry is doing some kind of uh, bookkeeping or something like that looks very droll uh, very boring uh, stuff that he's actually doing in in, in whatever office he's in, uh, and so Harry doesn't really want to do this. Not really. Um, I feel like, I I can't remember if he had other plans or what he what he thought he was going to do, but he didn't really want to do this. But he did pick up the shift for the guy, for Frank, because Frank was kind of insistent, and uh, you know Frank seems like maybe he's one of these kind of bullyish people you really don't want to argue with anyway so yeah, he, I, I think he does it um you know hesitantly but he he's figuring okay well let's just let's be a good co-worker so he ends mm-hmm. up he ends up doing that so he uh, gets so he gets done with his bookkeeping job the shift changes right and he has to hop right on the assembly line pulls from, off his tie and pulls then off start, his tie and starts uh putting the putting like little men on motorcycles those are cool looking toys they, they actually were yeah and i think he uh it was like a lightning bolt that the soldier had or something that yeah. he's putting on there so uh it looked like pretty monotonous uh line work <laughs> you know? but uh yeah, the shift ends he walks outside and uh, you know he's he this actor that played harry he was really good because he was fantastic because he that. was he walked out just as if he'd done like a 14 hour shift he's yeah. just groggy and he's yawning and he's like oh my gosh and he walks by this bar what was the name of the bar oh the odd couple lounge yeah that's right so he walks by he's kind of peeking in and all of a sudden he sees um frank, frank sitting in there and he kind of hears what they're saying oh he's such a moron a not schmuck. only is frank not has has frank lied to him but 
but he's like making fun of him for taking his shift. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this does not impress Harry. Harry, what I think Harry was going to go in there and get a beer or something like that, right? Is it what he what it seemed like. I don't know because he, he didn't. He keep he kept taking in like like you know. Yeah. He had never been there before. He just wanted yeah, to see what that, was going on. Yeah, maybe that was it. Uh, so he goes back and he, he does this like humming of uh, he hums Christmas tunes throughout uh, the movie. Throughout the movie, it's kind mm-hmm, of a, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, so he's humming mm-hmm, Santa Claus mm-hmm. is coming to town uh, after after this whole thing. And I don't know if it's like when he's traumatized, if that comforts him or or, or what exactly uh, the deal with that is. But it's. Uh, it's kind of an, an interesting quirk of the character. So uh, uh, then I, I think we see him go into his brother's house. Well, he, he goes home first. Yeah, that's he, where he's it, doing the humming. Humming, and he grabs one of the dolls, and he like, breaks it because oh, yeah. it gets more and more angry. That's right. And then he goes to his old house because his brother, it, that was his old house, wasn't it? Yeah, that could be. And that's where Phil lives. His, yeah, his, younger, his, brother his younger brother lives, lives there with uh, his wife and two kids. Right. So his, wife, his uh, brother has uh, two sons, just like uh, when his brother and he grew up. Um, and uh, then he goes and peeps in there. Yeah, that was creepy. And then, like, and then, Phil uh, and his wife are Phil and his wife are, Yeah, a lot of these 80 horror killers are really triggered by people getting it on. I don't I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what he was doing because he was just sitting there kind of... I, I couldn't read what he was doing. You, you yeah. saw a flashback of him as a kid watching his parents that yeah. same moment in front of the Christmas tree. Yeah, so I don't I don't really get what was going on there either. But uh, anyway, his wife does... The, the, his brother's wife tells him... He's very agitated by Harry, uh, very irritated by him. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're getting prepared for, like, Thanksgiving dinner at this point. Right. Um, and his brother tells, they're, they're actually getting, I think it, it is Thanksgiving Day during this scene. Is that correct? Like, they're getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. Like yeah. Thanksgiving well, dinner is going to be later in the day. Yeah, because they have the uh, Macy's Day Parade. That's right. And the kids are watching that on, on the TV, uh, which I thought that was interesting, too. The director went down to the Macy's Day Parade and filmed all that footage that was on the TV himself. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't like uh, the actual broadcast. He he had done that himself. So, um, but his brother tells him to take it easy on Harry. She feels that he's kind of harsh to him, and and it causes like some stress during the during the holiday dinner or whatever. She well, and later he he actually because they have another conversation about him that that you know I've got to care for Harry. I'm the one that that's got to watch yeah. out for him. Mm-hmm. So it, that puts a lot of stress on Phil. Exactly. Now, even being the younger brother, he's always got to kind of watch out because Harry hasn't been right since that one night of, mm-hmm. of with Santa Claus. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you see him del- dive deeper and deeper into this this like personality change, I suppose. It, it, it does. There's definitely an arc here. Um, and I think this next scene is really uh, where it goes over the edge, you know. Uh, Harry calls his brother, Phil, and he tells him he won't be there for Thanksgiving. Right. He's not coming to Thanksgiving dinner. Nope. They find that really odd, because, and they're real concerned about him, because he's always at these events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he starts, uh, he glues some, uh, he like takes some kind of glue and glues a beard onto himself. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, actually, what, what happens is, is... Um, so he can't make it. He's watching the uh, Macy's Day Parade, yeah. and he turns it up really loud. Uh, uh, Phil thinks it's his kids. Turn that down. It's actually 
Right. Harry, that's listening to it, he's waiting for Santa Claus to show up. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's right. And you go so, through a little montage of, <laughs> of him making a Santa outfit, which yes. was awesome. Looking. Yeah, it was a great Santa outfit. <laughs> Guy has some sewing skills, I guess. Yeah, while he's doing this, he's also, well, Susie wants this, and, and Billy wants this, and Johnny wants this. Oh, no, no, no. He wants that. Like, like he's remembering what the kids want. Mm. And, and again, you know, it reverts back to that scene where he's on top of the building where you're like, I got that feeling in my stomach where I was like, oh, gosh, something weird's going to happen. Well, exactly. And he, he had a picture of Susie. Like he yes. Was, like, he had this picture of her. Looked like a school picture or something. I don't know where he procured that. But, I, he's, yeah. but he's like looking at it fondly while he's uh, reminiscing about her, how good she is. <laughs> you know? And then, of course, he gets the uh, book of bad boys and girls out and reads about Moss Garcia. Correct. <laughs> so uh, is this the scene next where he's, he digs up the dirt? Yeah, and he puts yeah. it on his face, and he presses yeah. his face against the side of the building, leaving nose and cheek marks. Yeah, what was that about? So Moss Garcia is inside, and he hides like in the bushes. Yeah, and he like puts this mud on his face and on his hands, and then he presses his hands and face against the the siding. building. Yeah, that, against and, Moss Garcia's house. Yeah. Why do you do that? Maybe just to mark. Okay, this is where he lives, and he's the bad boy or Must something. Be. I, he, he's on the naughty list. I don't yeah, know if that's something I don't get about, like, first of all, like, uh, I I never saw Santa as a punisher, I guess. I knew you got, like, coal or whatever. Maybe but, that, that uh, was his way of doing it, though. Yeah, and and so maybe there's something about the Santa legend that I don't understand. I guess it, it, when I think of, like, uh, when you're bad, I think of Krampus. You know, he comes and he, he spanks you. you know? <laughs> we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll weeks. talk about that in a couple weeks, but... Uh, but I never, I never looked at Santa as the Punisher, I guess. <laughs> but apparently, that must be part of the some sort of uh, Santa legend, uh, Christmas legend that uh, that he comes and he. I mean, obviously, I've heard that he brings coal if you're not a good boy, and he brought dirt to Moss uh, Garcia. Yeah, which we find out later. Well, yeah, and that, that whole scene where he's doing that, he is hiding in the bushes, and his mom is. They're going somewhere, maybe shopping or something like yeah. that. Um, so he's hiding in the bushes, and Moss sees Harry, or or he does. Thought, thought he saw him, yep. and he's he's walking over there really slowly, and then Moss turns back around. Harry grabs him by the arm, and then Mom comes in, and you know, get a, that was slap. I thought was real. Yeah, yeah, it did like, look like this. Mom reared, reared <laughs> back, back on this him, this eight year old kid, and you went bap, and I went, <laughs> was that real? Might have been. No kidding. It it did seem like it. That was that was uh, good acting. Yeah, so she's mad at Moss because she just thinks Moss is being naughty, which she probably often is, uh, based on based on what uh, Harry is seeing. Uh, and then she throws him in the car. She thinks he's lying or whatever, just to to get out of going wherever they're going. Right. And uh, they they drive away, uh, and Harry's still in the bushes. Yeah. yeah. And then the next scene is him in some sort of workshop or some room where he's casting metal. Yeah, you he, don't really know what he's doing. He he wakes up in his Santa pajamas again. Yeah, and then he, he's in his. This is in his house, right? Yeah, apparently he casts a toy soldier. Yeah, well, and you find out later. Yeah, because I, I didn't really know what it was. I thought he was making bullets or something like that. Yeah, he he has molten metal that he's pouring into a cast. Yeah, he casts a soldier with a uh, very pointy sword pointy or sword bayonet yeah. or something mm-hmm. exactly and again he's humming while he's doing this he's humming a... <laughs> he does this quite a few times throughout exactly the so um 
So then we go to the Christmas party. So he goes to his company Christmas party. That's right. Hey, we're going. All right. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully this didn't happen with us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's a uh, there's something on TV that the marketing department has put together that uh, that talks about uh, how they're bringing to- the toys that they make to the state hospital for uh, it's mentally. Uh, you know, uh, a children's hospital. Yeah, I mean, it's a children's hospital for uh, for special children, basically. Sure. And um, it 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 seems like I, I didn't really catch what 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 was the, they were cheating the hospital out of toys. Like the employees had to donate them or something. Was that it? Well, basically, what they were doing is trying to get cheaper labor because they were saying, "Oh, we need to up our production," and That's if you can't. Right. You know, donate some of your own money to to donate to these kids. Um, And you're introduced to one of the higher-up supervisors above Harry, introduces them to this younger guy who's the marketing guy that came up with this idea. Because it's like a a VHS loop of the owner of the company saying, hey, you know, we want to give back to the community and we Mm want to give these kids all the toys, but our production isn't higher, so you need to up your production or you need to donate some of your own money. Correct. Harry asks this new guy, well, hey, do you know how many kids we're given to? Mm-hmm. How many toys are we giving away? He's right. like, well, I don't really know. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, okay, something's going on. I think Harry specifically asked if all the kids will get toys. That's right. Yeah, and, and this, this guy's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't seem to really care, and nope. really disgusts Harry. So this is this. The next scene is where he's actually super gluing, gluing his beard on, right? Yes. So he super glues a beard and some. Uh, well, no, he goes and steals the toys first, and then, then oh, he goes out to, yeah, like, right. some field, and he starts putting dirt in bags, and he's got a bunch of toys that he stole from the from the toy factory. Yeah. So they, he's got a bunch of bags for some reason in his desk, and, he, like, he pulls it apart like he's going to, like, like strangle somebody, but mm-hmm. he just wants to make sure they're strong enough, so he loads all the toys yeah. in there, and then he goes at another scene where he's uh, he's digging up dirt, putting dirt That's in bags. Right. Okay. So then he goes then to Moscar. Yeah, then he puts his super glue on his beard, super glues his beard on and uh, eyebrows, and he really looks like Santa. He's got a pretty convincing Santa uh, this outfit is, going on. Like for me, like when he starts laughing, mm-hmm. like like he, he he's got the the laugh cry kind of thing going on. He goes, "It's me, it's me." <laughs> this is where I was like really into this guy's character. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's definitely is. this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he really does a great job of. Uh, being being this guy descending into the madness of becoming Santa. So uh, goes to Mar- Moss Garcia's house, drops him off some dirt, drops him off a package. I think that this this uh, is the scene where he does that right after he uh, super glues his beard on. Is that correct? Mm, it's is Christmas Eve. He goes over to his brother's house and leaves toys for his nephews. Oh, does he do that first? Okay. And then he goes back to uh, Moss's house mm-hmm. and uh, leaves a bag of dirt with a note. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes to the children's hospital. That's right. And uh, this is a great scene too, because uh, there's a guard who will not uh, let him in. He gives it, he bribes him with a present, and then the guard goes back in and uh, gets uh, gets some of the helpers from the staff, uh, the yeah. staff from the uh, from the hospital, and uh, they're the ones who ask him to say uh, uh, Merry Christmas, right? Yeah, Merry. Then, well, so, well. So he, 
the when the guard comes out because the guard's like who are you who yeah. sent you mm-hmm. why are you here at this late at night what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. so he goes well i tell you and he's getting ready to go in his bag and the guards like reaching for his gun yeah. but but he gives him a present and yeah. he's like okay well maybe this guy's not so bad right guard goes inside and said uh, harry's out there by himself and it's starting to snow or no no it doesn't start snowing he starts Merry Christmas. Merry. He, yeah. He's trying to get into the Santa mode. <laughs> he is, he is but getting... once he finds that perfect note of Merry Christmas, it starts right. snowing. That's so, right. So he thinks it's That's magical. Right. He That's... He's starting to become right. Santa Claus or in his own mind becoming Santa Claus. Once mm-hmm. that happens, all the staff comes out and he's like, here you go. He's yeah. got a boatload of presents for all these yeah. kids. And in this van that has a uh, it has sleigh, a sleigh painted, painted on, on the side of it. Yeah. It's a pretty great van for a slasher killer to be driving around in actually it's uh, perfect uh, but yeah, yeah. and then he I think, stay away from the vans <laughs> right. so um then he uh he after the, he gives all these toys to the children's hospital make sure that all of the uh, children have uh toys yeah for, every for single child every has single one, child man. has one and, and this this staff is so grateful yeah they are and, and he's, and this is really genuinely nice thing he's done yeah and he's, he's and, and happy that's the, thing, that's the thing about this like it's not just like some santa that comes in and kills you arbitrarily he is punishing the naughty. Yeah, adults. <laughs> you know, exactly, he naughty adults. He doesn't do anything well, he with punches, Yeah, he punishes like Moss Garcia appropriately. He brings him dirt. He brought know? him dirt. Nope, exactly. sorry, dude, you were a so, bad kid this year. And this is where it's kind of, because a lot of these Santa slashers are just they're killing everybody or whatever. This guy has a definite, he really is into the Santa role as a, you know, he wants to, bring Christmas cheer to those who deserve it. Mm-hmm. And he's also metting out punishment on the naughty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes next, next uh, after he drops all these presents off the children's hospital, he goes to a church, which, Hey, no better place to find the naughty. Right. <laughs> it's a midnight mass. <laughs> and these two, the, the midnight mass, uh, like um, dismisses. Yep. And um, there's these two guys that come out and really kind of, uh, are making fun of him, basically. They're really kind of being condescending to him. And, Very. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, and he's got his bag of toys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So so these people are, and these are adults. Yes. So so uh, Harry, just kind of in a rage, takes out one of the soldiers, which, by the way, Andy had said, it was it's a, it's a sword, right? Yeah, it's a sword it has. Okay, yeah. so it's a metal sword that this soldier that he made mm-hmm. has, shoves it into this guy's right eye. into the guy's eye. And now this guy is like one of... Uh, it seems like uh, one of Patrick Bateman's friends from American Psycho or something. He's like real kind of a jerk. Yeah, a little pompous. <laughs> you know, like he's a pompous he's jerk. Like, oh, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he's like. So, so he stabs this dude in the eye. And then yeah. that was a great gore effect, by the way. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. You, you don't necessarily see the other people being killed. Did you see the hatchet coming up and blood dripping off it's, of it? It's like a toy tomahawk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like might have been appropriate to give as a gift back uh, 30, 40 years ago. But uh, it, it's like a toy tomahawk and he, and he kills these other two guys with it. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's killed these three people in front of church and then he takes off. Yeah. Um, he goes to another party, another yes, Christmas party. He shows up, um, shows up to a Christmas party of some sort. Uh, yeah. And the sh- there's these the shots of him driving in his van that I really love. Like, it's kind of like from the gear shift perspective almost. Right. And he's like, just drive. And then he's like pretending to whip Dasher and Dancer. And, and he's, I'm he's, he's, sure. that's what he's saying as he's driving around in this van. He's like, uh, whoosh, you know, uh, uh, whipping and, and, and saying on Dasher on Dancer while he's driving his van. And the, the shot 
that they take of him is just I, I loved it. Yeah, like yeah, it's he, like this uh, shot from where, like it's like if you put a ge- camera where the gearbox, where the gear shift would be. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a it's just great. I love it. Yeah, it, it, that was a lot of fun. So he gets to this party. <laughs> I brings in more presents because people are, they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. You know, drinking punch. They weren't drinking any booze. They were just drinking punch. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a bunch of kids come out because they realize that Santa Claus is there. Harry mm-hmm. dressed up as Santa, mm-hmm. and gives presents to the kids and they start dancing they're having a great time and and then he goes well you know i gotta go and this is another heartfelt speech that he gives and he's just like listen to your teachers listen to your parents um if you'll be uh if you're good next year i will bring all the presents that you want if you're naughty i will bring you something horrible horrible exactly (laughs) the kids are sitting there and the adults are like uh okay so, and they're like, all right, so, bye, Santa. Yeah, exactly. He takes off, and uh, but yeah, you know these people are genuinely into the Christmas spirit, which I think is, is, is so. That's what spares them because I think initially he seems like he's uh, not happy about this whole situation. I get that. I I, I, I got the. I think, I think I think he saw some of the adult like so there were some adults passed out at this thing. If you looked in the background, yeah, yeah, and, the, and they I think were just he, laying around. So I thought I think he thought he was happening upon a naughty thing, some naughty people. <laughs> and oh. then he realized these people are genuinely into the Christmas spirit. There's children at this thing. So I think he he was like, "Oh, this is this is okay. This these people are genuinely into the Christmas spirit and these are good people and that's what uh so I'm going to enjoy enjoy dancing and and um bringing the Christmas cheer to them. Yep, he, and he does, and leaves <laughs> and has that nice little uh, yeah. speech. I'll yeah, bring after, you something after the speech he horrible. gives to the children, yes, which is, yeah, that's great. And then we go to Frank's house. The guy that to Frank's house, yes. Okay. okay, this scene is great. Frank is it the guy is that, 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 had a, that had him work for his shift and, yeah. and, and patronizing him at the bar. And um, So <laughs> he goes to his house. He brings a ladder out. One of the extender ladders, and and he goes up and he tries to get through the chimney. Yeah, he finds that it's a bit narrow, and he got stuck. And he's like, <laughs> pop! And he pops himself back out. He's like, oh, I'm not gonna tell me. It is way. a great scene. I loved it, and he's so serious about it. He's like, well, this is how I get in. <laughs> I I laugh for like. Like, 25 minutes after that. I, oh my God. I had to pause it because I, I was, was like, that was, was hilarious. hilarious. It was hilarious. And he just deadpans it. He's like, well, obviously this is how I would get, you know, you can see his thought process there. It's like, well, this is obviously how I would get in because I'm Santa Claus. You know? So, yeah. so, he, so he, he finds an open window. Uh, he goes around the house. He finds an open window, I guess, at the lower In the basement. Level. Yeah, that's yeah, like an open basement. basement window. Yeah. Uh, so he opens that Frank, up. Frank, by the way, has the same 70s paneling in his basement that I do. So, <laughs> Isn't everybody? It's, it's, I don't know. My house is like from the 70s. So, uh, um, <laughs> so he, uh, he actually leaves presents for Frank's kids. I think, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Is it me or do all the like parents' main characters have two kids? Yeah, that's what it seems Cause, like. Because they, they had a son and a daughter, Frank and, so, and his wife. Yeah, you're right. Um, so at, before he does anything, he leaves presents for Frank's kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those, uh, the the soldiers that he made. Um, oh, that's right. And then the kids see him, and they're excited, but then they go running back in the room. Yeah, that's right. And then Frank goes back, or I'm sorry, Harry goes back to Frank's room, grabs his, uh, grabs his bag. He says something to him. He's like, you want everything. And you're an adult, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And then smothers him. Mm-hmm. He he tries to smother him, yeah. And uh, 
Frank's like thrashing around. His wife is still asleep. Actually. That was it's funny. kind of a creepy scene, actually. Well, I thought it was funny. The wife was just completely passed yeah, out while right, this ruckus know. is going on. Exactly. And, uh, you know, he he's unable to smother him with the bag. And uh, then his wife does wake up. She is unable to scream. Well, yeah, because he grabs the ornament off of the top of the tree mm-hmm. and it's a star and just cuts his neck and falls right. on top of the wife. And then the wife realizes what's going on and yeah. is like, it's the silent scream, just her mouth yeah. wide open and can't. Yep, cannot get, get it out. Sound out. It's it's like you know if you try to scream in a dream or whatever. It, it she's not, she can't she can't scream at all. So uh, uh, Harry takes off, mm-hmm. and by the time he gets downstairs, the kids see him again. And their mother starts screaming. Well, the kids are smiling because they realize yeah. he's Santa Claus, and all yeah. of a sudden, mom starts screaming, right. and it gives that look. Gotta go. And there's this great scene where he bolts out the uh, door, and the screen door slowly shuts as she's uh, as she's screaming, and there's snow outside. You know, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great, great scene where he takes off to his van, mm-hmm. and there's the screen door is just uh, slowly shutting as as he takes off. It's I, I thought it was a really good scene. Good stuff. Uh, he ends up going to. Oh wait, no. Um... He goes. Well, he goes. His brother talks about him for a little bit in, in a scene about his problems. Then he ends up at the factory where he starts all the conveyor belts. Right. Well, there was the new newscast. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right because right. Phil was talking about Harry, mm-hmm. and then the newscast comes on. Yeah, with the Geraldo Rivera looking yes. guy with the awesome mustache. <laughs> that he does have a great mustache, and I think it is supposed to be an homage to uh, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> so uh, he. His and this brother gets the, well. This is the conversation that he has with his wife that he's responsible for. Yeah, exactly. Harry, that, that you know he was so traumatized. I have to watch out for him all the time. And why is he doing this? Right. Um, so then he talks to his brother about his tune. I don't think this is the first time he said he said he he said I've I've finally got the tune. I can play the whole thing. Or yeah, I don't really well, get that. I don't. I didn't understand that if that was a part of the movie that kind of got cut out or or what. Sometimes you get that going on. Because yeah, it, it was mentioned a couple of times. He mentioned about, it at least twice where he was like, "Oh, I've finally got the tune. I can play the whole song." And he says this to uh, to Phil yeah, on the he, well, phone. Well, he says it later later in the movie where he called mm-hmm. like after after he goes to because he wakes up. There's that conversation with uh, Phil and his wife. He wakes up in a van. He's at the toy factory. He destroys yeah. all the toys, yeah. all the poorly made toys, and he's up on this on this riser thing and he's just like you know he's got his hands on his sides you yeah. know just like okay these are these are inferior toys right. or something they, like they've that. been slapped together and yeah he's, he's very upset about that and then they have the santa lineup of because yes. santa claus they talk about a newscast or talk about the murders on the newscast yeah, they so they see, they bring in all the santas right. that were dressed up so they right. do the lineup and that's right. kind of a famous picture that they have or a still yeah. that you'd see on that mm-hmm. yeah and, and and it says like don't trust anybody who's dressed as santa claus <laughs> exactly don't go by a santa claus and it's christmas day at this point i believe I, see I, that part to me didn't have it didn't make any sense I, I get that they're looking for a Santa Claus, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, a majority of that could have been cut out because the dialogue between the cops were, was kind of dumb. Yeah, it, this is not the best. Part. Well, the, this movie kind of gets the ending is is not the best. And no. I think at this point it kind of goes downhill. Um, So he gets he gets there's there's like a full moon he looks at for a while. Yeah, that. Well, in this thing, Harry calls tunes. Bill, talks about, I can play the tune. It, it sounded really cryptic, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to play my own tune. Mm-hmm. Everyone will remember. Exactly. Um, 
he goes to another section. He gets stuck in the snow. Um, you know, he's walking around, stalking mm-hmm. around, and he sees um, confronted by some parents. Yeah, some parents are like, "Oh boy, uh, Santa yeah, and the Claus!" Kids, and the kids come up to him. Yeah, and they're he's very nice to the kids. He gives all those kids presents. He, yeah. he gave he gives the mm-hmm. rest of the presents that he has in his bag to these kids, and one of the. Dads is very reluctant and pulls yeah. a switchblade pulls out. A switchblade out, and all yeah, the kids exactly. like protect Harry. They're like, and no, 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 no. Exactly, and to the point that uh, this guy drops the switchblade, and the daughter picks it up to defend he, Santa. Yeah, from, the girl from gives his, him the from knife. her dad. You know, yeah, and then she gives it to him. Uh, so, <laughs> so then uh, these <laughs> these parents organize like a uh, mob. I don't know mob. Yeah, and they apparently just have pitch. Uh, I'm sorry, torches. <laughs> They just have tor- in the seventies. Maybe New Yorkers just had torches ready to go, ready, and they were perfectly For made. Any just riot, be, yeah, just yeah, ignite just and could, <laughs> yeah, get like your mob together. They were pre-soaked in kerosene or something. Yeah, they were ready to go. They were ready I was to waiting go for the pitchforks. So he's uh, they're they're coming at him, and he's stuck in the sew. But then he does escape in his van. That for uh, yeah, I mean he there was no traction whatsoever. All of a sudden he was able to rock it out, able to get there. out of there. Li- yeah. Living in Wisconsin, we know what that's all about. Exactly. So, and especially in a rear-wheel drive van, that'd be that'd have been tough. But goes to his brother's house. His brother's knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. He, his brother's seen the, the and it, he's seen the news reports, and he's connected all the dots here. Right. So um, his brother ends up choking him to unconsciousness. Yep, putting him in the van, <laughs> and then he throws him in the van. Uh, his his kids like see this. Um, well, Harry's not dead. You think for a while Harry might be dead, like he might have killed him. Actually, right. and and I think that's what his family thinks too. Well, he wakes up in the van, and he drives off again. He escapes. Well, he punches <laughs> Phil. Yeah, he he, he punches him, uh, like knocks him out in his driveway, takes off, and then uh, Phil starts running after him. Yeah, that that's correct. Then um, there's a scene where he drives his brand, van off a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see the mob coming again. Yeah, that's that's right. They, they ended uh-huh. up finding them. They must have been the same neighborhood because there comes the mob yeah. and he turns with their with their torches. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. very easy to see because they've got torches. Yeah, it's, they're coming at him. So he drives off this bridge, and there's this scene where it's kind of almost like an ET or something, where he his van is flying and the moon is behind him. Uh, you know. And he wraps up the movie saying, to all a good night. That, yeah. Like, he drives through the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen closely, and I read this on IMDb, you hear an explosion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he did not get away. It, the, the, the uh, I guess the effect of it was very poor. So yeah. it looked like he was flying. It did, it, it kind of did. And it yeah, was it, a really, really dumb ending. It, it caused some confusion, I guess. He did, he was supposed to have perished in this uh flight off the bridge but uh achieved you know this flying sleigh type of uh for for a moment you know uh but yeah it it really kind of looks like he might have actually flown off into the to back to the north pole or something yeah like he was actually santa claus but you know santa is real kids by so the way. anyway yeah it then that's the whole movie and it you know it does it kind of like drops off at the end and yeah it, 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 where by the middle of the movie it's it's a I, I was thinking I'm watching a really good movie, and uh, I would say when he wakes up in that van, and then, you know, I think the scene where he destroys the toys, uh, when he's uh, when he when he I think when the mob comes out, that's when it kind of goes downhill. Well, and I agree. I, I think when he destroys the toys, I, and because that's when the chaos that's a good is scene. over. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it it could have wrapped up right there, or, or 
yeah. you know, one more statement of something. But I mean, to me, it was just like, because it car- it dragged on after that. It did. It, it did. And it's only an hour and a half long. But yeah, it, like you had this good ramp up mm-hmm. and then it just kind of plummeted off the, it, it went it, off the bridge like his van. Exactly. It's a, <laughs> that's a great way to look at it though, because it was, it was not, I mean, like to me, it was unnecessary and they, they yeah. could have they could have gone so many directions with right this. and it, i just didn't like where they where they went with it after that it just it, it was kind of it got really hokey after that where it hadn't been but no for a movie that were about a guy who thinks he's santa claus in a santa slasher movie mm-hmm. this was not hokey until that part of the movie right I, well I and i'll go back to the beginning is that it felt like it was going to be that from the beginning oh yeah yeah, but then it kind of. I mean, that's kind of what I expected like, out of a Santa slasher movie. You know, I, f- I figure I'm going to get silly, Christmas themed jokes, and you know, but and and there was some of there was levity in this. There was a funny. It was there were some funny parts, oh, but really? it wasn't it wasn't like uh, silly a- a- at all until this part. Right when there's this, I don't know. Anyway, I I, I was surprised by it. I, it was a lot better than I thought uh, mm-hmm. it was going to be. I thought it was so. good holiday movie. I mean, a solid watch. So. There we go. Mm-hmm. Got to rate this bad boy. Yeah. So because I thought it had great sound too. Just uh, there was some really good sound in it. Uh, a lot of like I really liked what they did with some of the Christmas songs. Like they uh, like it was a record playing and they kind of sped it up and slowed it down. So it gave it a real like twisted feel. You know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, when they were playing that little record at the Christmas party. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so I thought it had really good sound and like I said, it just. It ramps up and it, it it's like a lot better than you think it is. It's going to be, and then the ending just kind of falls off, in my opinion. And so I'm going to give it a two and a half. Mm-hmm. I, see, I was I was right there with you, the two and a half, mm-hmm. um, because the beginning wasn't long at all. So so you can get yeah. over that. But the the last 15 minutes of the movie wasn't good. No, and it you're, uh, it did. It dragged on. Yeah, no, it wasn't totally good right. at all. Uh the mob thing was ridiculous to me. I mean, it I chuckled was, I chuckled yeah. as a, like disappointment. Yeah. yeah. Um the very end sucked. Um the interaction between the brothers, you didn't get any tension. No, I, I, I the, the conversation that he had with his wife previous to the scene is you know, he's so messed. Why why couldn't we delve a little bit more? Maybe make that scene a little bit longer. Yeah. Oh, why is he obsessed with Santa Claus? Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he have a? I thought a, he would. Yeah, exactly. Like have almost a hatred. A hatred yeah, mm-hmm. because of what he experienced. And okay, yes, that's going to be traumatic for any kid. Yeah. So I was sitting at a three point five, or I'm sorry, a two point five, but I love the character of yeah. Harry. He it's, carried the movie. Yeah. I can get over the last fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. even the the big first three minutes of the, the beginning of the movie. I'm going to give it a three because I think it's a solid that's, watch. That's it's, fair, man. It, it's I, enjoyable. I think that's that's totally fair. Um, and and I, I almost went there, but um, it, it just, there's some unexplained stuff that goes on with this tune that he that he keeps talking about. So I, I would have liked to uh, have seen them explore that a little more. Right. Rather than having him get chased by this mob of parents at the end. And I kind of <laughs> forgot that until we started talking about yeah. it. You know, the tune um, and, you know, the backstory of... Why? Why is Phil the protector of Harry, or or why does he have to take care of him? Yeah, there was a lot un, unsaid there. Too. Yeah, I'm I, just kind of like I think they could totally could have explored that a little bit aspect just, of it a just, little better. Yeah, it's like and you know, did something happen the moment after right. that night that that you know Phil just became a protector for Harry? Is it right. you know maybe have that kind of 
flashback scene of what it was. Maybe And maybe that was cut out. I don't know. It's almost like they were like, well, you know, we've, it's been an hour and 15 minutes here. We have to have some action now. <laughs> we have to have an action sequence and he needs to get chased. Yeah. You know, and it, that just, it, 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 it was not, it was not good. It was poorly done and it, it, uh, was n- not even close to what the rest of the movie was as far as, uh, and, and you didn't get, Harry didn't, act, you didn't see him acting, uh, you know, it wasn't exploring the character anymore. It was just him running around. No, well, yeah, it was him done with the chaos and yeah. just, you know, okay, I, I did my deed. Right. You know, I, I guess I, I can appreciate that because if you're going to take the analogy of, of Santa Claus, he works mm-hmm. for one night a week and then That's he's true. done. That's so, true. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to look at it that way. Okay, yeah. cool. A uh, solid film. Watch it on Shudder. I, I think you'll get some enjoyment out of yeah. it. I think Andy did, thinks that too. Absolutely. Coming up next week, Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. 84, that is, And then yes. uh, Krampus. We actually switched things around. I am really, really looking forward to this movie. I love that movie, yeah. It's great. Uh, we will wrap up the month, December 30th, a couple of days before the new year, with the best of 2019 we're going to give our top five picks we're also doing something interesting that um we both kind of feel that maybe we're a little too harsh on a movie or maybe a little too kind of a movie so we're going to review some movies and and rescore it right you know for me i i'm not going to reveal what the score is but like i think i was way too harsh on the movie mandy yeah mm-hmm. and i i feel completely different about it because i have seen it a couple yeah, of times re- you've really taken to that movie i don't know I, I mean, yeah I was, I, I was like a little offended not by the yeah. movie itself but right. just because it irritated me because i didn't know what was going on but yeah. i've seen it a couple of times since and i'm like wow i get a lot of enjoyment out of this movie but yeah, there's, we'll, we'll, a, there's a couple of them that i got wrapped up in the hype of it and yep. uh you know I, I i think they weren't quite as good as i like i i was reading a lot of articles that were given in some of these movies like huge ratings and stuff and i got kind of caught up in that when when i really look back at it maybe they weren't quite as good as i thought yeah i I feel the same way there's a Mm -hmm. bunch of movies out there that we did that too so uh, don't forget to rate and review us and follow us on wherever you're listening to the podcast want to thank the hundred plus followers that we've already developed over the past two weeks on our instagram also on our instagram tell us what your favorite movie of horror movie of 2019 was and we'll give you a little love on that week of the podcast so everybody have a great week happy holidays bye